0: Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson, and let's dig into when the Steelers are on defense, as well as I have a couple little nuggets I just saw since we talked last yesterday. Um, Pro Football Focus put out their top cornerback rankings thus far through two games. And I'll be honest, defensive back rankings are what I trust the least from Pro Football Focus. But they have Patrick Peterson as a 22nd best corner. And frankly, I think he's gotten a little bit of a bum rap from Steeler fans. Um, he gave up two touchdowns in that first game, one of which he slipped. The second one, he was all over Brandon Ayuk. It was not bad coverage. And they cite whenever they uh, in these rankings that his he's not allowing a lot of separation. So you might want to give him a little more of a break than people have, to be honest with you. Um, another thing I saw is some of these predictive analytics sites that if the Steelers lose this game, their playoff chances go down to 23%. But if they win this game, they go up to 41%. It's a big gap. And obviously, I don't know how much I trust that. It's September 22nd, and there's a bunch of games ahead of you. But, you know, I mean, it's a big swing, you know, with AFC tiebreakers and kind of, I don't know if it eliminates the Raiders, obviously, but makes their chances much tougher. And then here's the last thing that stems off of last night is this is the third straight game that the 49ers defense, obviously the Steelers' first opponent, has caused a negative EPA for their opponent. So they're kicking the crap out of every offense, and that's not an excuse for the Steelers to be as bad as they were in week one. But we know the Niners' defense is good, but they're doing this to everyone is my point. Um, Now we have a little more data. We'll see what the Browns are like after week three as well. So, all right, when Vegas has the ball, Their offense is last in points per game, 30th in total yards, but Pittsburgh's defense is 30th in yards allowed. No offense is running fewer plays per game than Las Vegas. Only 47 plays per game. So you're going to see a lot of this stuff in this air, this whole game. They're really bad at this, but so is the defense. You know, that type of thing. Um, The Raiders are fourth best in completion percentage through two weeks and third in yards per attempt. Their passing game is going well. Only two offenses align in the shotgun, a lower percentage of the time. So, you're going to get under center, drop back, a little bit old school. They use a sixth offensive lineman, a higher percentage of the time than any, every team but one. It's also, we saw a lot of that from the Browns. They're at the top of the league as well. They're also fifth in the usage of two or more running backs, including a fullback. So, you're going to get drop back, old school, extra offensive lineman, two backs, you know, kind of traditional type stuff. Um, Adams, he terrifies me in this game and he's going to play the first time they played last year, two catches for 15 yards, but weather was awful. And all that, uh, that was his second lowest output of the season in a year that he racked up over 1500 receiving yards. I think he's one of the top two or three best receivers in the league. He was the leading receiver last week, 84 yards on six catches. And through two weeks, he's second in the NFL in air yard share and target share. He's seen eight or more targets in eleven of his last twelve games. He's going to see eleven or more. He's going to see eight or more targets in this one. They were without Jacoby Myers last week, and without Myers in the game, only one receiver, wide receiver, had a catch other than Adams. It's all, the balls all go to Josh Jacobs, Adams, and now Myers. Their tight ends are getting the lowest team target percentage of any group of tight ends in the NFL, which is a little mind boggling. They drafted Michael Mayer in the first round or in the early second round. And Austin Hooper is not a bad player. So to give you some context there, they had 40 offensive snaps last week. Hooper was only out there for 17. Mayer was only out there for 16. They ran seven plays of 20 personnel with two backs, zero tight ends, and three receivers. I mean, zero tight ends. You don't see that very often. And only two snaps of 12 personnel, which everybody runs a ton. I mean, with one back, two tight ends. Cooper and Mayer have a combined four catches this year. Four. Through two games, Jimmy is thrown for 385 yards. He has thrown three, three touchdowns, three interceptions. He's completing 72% of his attempts. Only Allen, J- Lamar, and Kirk Cousins are better in terms of completion percentage. And his 7.7 yards per attempt is lower than only six quarterbacks. Playing well. He's yet to be sacked this year. Ball comes out quick. However, the Steelers have sacked opposing quarterbacks nine times over two games, which is third most in the league. TJ Watt has four of those sacks, as well as four quarterback hits on top of that. So his eight quarterback takedowns lead the NFL. Um, Let's take our quick break now and we'll get to the running game, which is really bad, by the way. All right, Josh Jacobs is a really good back. However, last week, well, the Steelers held Jacobs to 44 yards on 15 carries last year. That was his second lowest output in a year that he led the league in rushing with over 1,600 yards. This year, he has 46 rushing yards through two games. They're running games worse than the Steelers' folks. Jacobs handled 91% of the Raiders' backfield touches in week one. Last week, the Raiders ran the ball 15 times and Jacobs had nine of those carries, but ran for minus two yards on those nine carries. He had negative 13 yards before contact and 11 yards after contact. He was stuffed on five of his nine carries for zero or negative yards. Jacobs was the Raiders' second leading receiver, though, in Buffalo. He caught five passes for 51 yards. He's a good good receiver. In week one – He averaged just half a yard before first contact. He's barely getting over the line of scrimmage in week one before a defender's hitting him. Week two, it was minus 1.8 yards behind the line of scrimmage where he's getting touched the first time by defenders. That's like taking the handoff almost on some plays. That's unbelievable. Still, only McCaffrey, Saquon, and Jacobs have an 80% running back rush share and a 15% target share. So they're getting the ball. Bijan Robinson's the only back with a higher team target share than Jacobs, who's been thrown to a whopping 19% of the Raiders' dropbacks. That's a big number. Trey Tucker is kind of their end-around jet sweep guy. Uh, He had one carry last week for 34 yards, but other than that, the Raiders rushed for 21 yards on 14 carries. The Raiders as a team have rushed for 82 yards for the whole season. 30% of the Raiders' running plays have gained zero or negative yards, highest percentage in the league. The Browns, though, rushed for 196 yards in Pittsburgh last week, and the Steelers gave up 188 to the Niners in week one. In each of the last two weeks, the Steelers have given up a run of 65 yards or more. Pittsburgh's defense is last in yards per carry. Pittsburgh's defense allows the opponent to convert a series of downs into a new series of downs 67% of the time. You would think that's a big number, but only nine defenses are better. And that just means getting the, start being able to get over a, a second set of first and 10s. Whether you get a first down, second down, you know, I hope that's not too confusing, but it's a the new metric I'm into. The Raiders 44% third down conversion rate is seventh best in the league. Pittsburgh's defense has employed five defensive backs, 48% of their snaps. Like that sounds like a lot, but only three defenses have used nickel, a lower percentage of the snaps, 48%. That's what the, the, the league is. It's a nickel league. Marcus Golden and Nate Herbig. They've played between 19 and 21% of the defensive snaps thus far this year. Perfect. You're getting like 20% participation share from your backup two outside linebacker edge guys. I think that's great usage for them as backups. So, they're both around the same. Uh, Last thing I got here on this is the Steelers have utilized a single high safety 65% of their defensive snaps. Usually, it's Minka, but KZ does a lot of it as well. Only three defenses use this tactic at a higher rate. It's not good or bad. It's how they play. I mean, it helps you have a great free safety in Minka. So you'll get single high, a high percentage of the time from Steelers. I'm picking the Steelers to win this game. Um, I think the Raiders passing game will be more successful than some are prognosticating. I think Adams has a big day, but Jimmy can also not get rattled, but if you hit him, he doesn't become the same player. And I don't think this no sack thing for them is keeping up. And frankly, more importantly to me, the Raiders defense has like one good player. Like the Raiders problems on defense aren't really correctable because they don't have talent. I mean, they're a bad, bad team on that side of the ball. So if the Steelers aren't at least respectable on offense, It's time to slam the alarm bells. I mean, the first two weeks have been awful. I'm going to take the Steelers 2017 on the thought, the hope that at a minimum, this is by far their best offensive game. And I'm not even saying it's league average, but it's a big step in the right direction. If it isn't for this one, you know, man, that is terrifying. So I'm going to be optimistic that against this awful defense, they can be okay on that side of the ball. All right, guys, take care.